T-Mobile CEO John Ledger set to leave the company in May. What does that mean for the company? Stay tuned for your daily charge. Welcome to the Daily Charge. It's Monday, November 18th. I'm Roger Chang. And I'm Eli Blumenthal. Let's get to today's headlines. John Ledger, the firebrand CEO of T-Mobile, is bidding adieu. The company announced that he would step down next May with Chief Operating Officer and President Mike Sievert taking the reins of the company. Now, this is a big move considering so much of T-Mobile's uncarrier identity is linked to Ledger's brash and rebellious nature. Eli, what do you think? So as you mentioned, it's a big move. It's obviously coming at a very interesting time for T-Mobile mm-hmm. and the wireless industry. Yep. We have 5G, which T-Mobile plans to take nationwide and cover 200 million people on December 6th. They announced that the other week. They have obviously the Sprint merger, yep. which we've been covering Which still closely. at this point is kind of in limbo. We'll see. Yeah. So it's a very interesting time to make the announcement that you know a, the CEO who's been so aligned with the company yep. is going to leave not long after this deal is Hope you know, in their opinion, hopefully going to close. Now, I think it's clear that this company needed to address it. They were, they were getting questions about this back at the end carrier event just two weeks back. Uh, in addition, there's all this chatter about John Ledger going to WeWork, which he's officially denied, right? Yes. On the call today with, with analysts and reporters, he flat out said he's not going to WeWork. Uh, contrary to reports that circulated over the last week that said he was in the running and was talking to SoftBank, who has a significant stake in WeWork about taking over. SoftBank is the company that also owns Sprint, who he's obviously been working with very closely to try to get this deal across the finish line. He's not going there. Right. No. So uh, let's let's take us through some of the changes. Obviously, Mike Sievert, who's been around for a while, he's been around throughout this entire carrier uh, run over the last several years, uh, is taking over as CEO. But there were some other personnel changes? Yeah. So Mike Sievert uh, is being bumped up from COO to CEO. Yep. Now with this move, he's already president. He's going to remain president. Ledger is remaining on the board. He's not going anywhere. Braxton Carter, uh, one of Ledger's lieutenants, is going to also stay around at least until, I believe, July is when they said. And he's the chief financial officer right yes. now. Yep. And he's he's hanging around uh, at least, I believe, until July is what they said. Uh, Neville Ray, who's been the CTO, is now bumped up to president of technology. What exactly that means. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. Isn't necessarily clear. Maybe he just gets more money. I'm assuming he's doing the same thing. It could be. <laughs> and Neville, by the way, for, for additional context, he's the one that really kind of pushed out the super fast rollout of their 4G network, and he's doing that now with the 5G he's network. He's the network guru. He's yep. the guy who's yep. completely redone, you know, obviously in conjunction with other talented members of their team, right. but he's completely redone their network and really done a very impressive job right. building it up from the reputation that they had years ago to a much stronger, more viable network than it is today. And so the big question here, uh, you know, going back to... Ledger's kind of brash nature. Mike Sievert, who you know I've dealt with for a long time, we both dealt with for a while. He's definitely not John Ledger. He's a bit more buttoned up. He's a bit more straight laced. Um, very smart guy. But you know, whenever you're going from a company that's run from a colorful character like Ledger to uh, someone who's a bit more straight laced, like Mike, like what do you think? Is that is that going to have a fundamental change in the company the way it's run? I can't imagine it won't. Uh, both are well known industry. Uh, Veterans, right? Uh, Sievert was also at AT and T, just like Ledger was. Yep. I believe he was also at Clearwire and, and a Microsoft few, for a little Microsoft while. as yep. well. Yep. Um, definitely different personalities between Ledger and Sievert, but you know they're talking about T-Mobile keeping this, you know, whatever's been working, not breaking right. that. Right. So I can't imagine they're going to get rid of all their things like T-Mobile Tuesdays or you know taking shots at the competition. That's very much a part of the brand at this point. <laughs> right. Right. It just may not be Ledger doing, you know. Firing those guns. 
Absolutely. Uh, elsewhere in the news today, Google Stadia is set to launch tomorrow, but that doesn't mean there isn't a time for last-minute change of plans. Uh, this is good news, though. Google said last night that it is adding 10 new games to its lineup, bringing its total to 22. And these are titles like NBA 2K20 and Rage 2, which were supposed to come later, but now they've been moved up to the launch time. Now, Eli, what do you think of Stadia? What do you make of this? This is launching very soon. Um, these ad- these new titles, is this just Google trying to like up the ante, try to get folks to you know give them an extra incentive to join? Very much so. I mean, Google had a launch list of, I believe it was 12, 12 games. 12 initially, yeah. That's an incredibly small list. And a lot of the games were older games too, right? I think uh, the Assassin's Creed Odyssey was one of the, the headline games. That was a, that's a pretty right, old Destiny game. Right, Destiny 2. All these games yep. have been around for a while. The people who are probably interested in Stadia were already playing them yep. on a PlayStation or a PC or an Xbox. So you got to give people a reason to make this switch to Stadia. This makes it a little bit better, but it's still very much an early stage. It definitely. I think it feels like it, it arrives with a lot of questions, right? This is a like a, a system that requires an internet connection at all times, which means if you're in a dead zone, you, you can't play. There's no offline play. You have to pay a monthly subscription for the service as well as full price for these games. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of barriers to entry here, right? Not to mention the fact that if you want to play, you know, on your Android phone, which is one of the big tenants of this platform, yep. you got to be mindful of data caps. Yes. Unlimited subscribers generally have about 22 and a half gigabytes of data a month. If you're playing at 4K, right? how fast is that going to go through? That's another thing to keep an eye on. And once we get to the 5G world, I mean, that, that data is going to get consumed super quickly, right? Presumably, so yeah. it's it's all the more reason to, uh, I guess, more stay tuned to Stadia, but I'm sure we'll have more on that before it launches. We're tomorrow. definitely going to have more on that uh, for, throughout the week, so stay tuned. For the Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. And I'm Eli Blumenthal. Thanks for joining us. Can't get enough? Check out the Daily Supercharge, our extended post show with special features, audience Q&A, and in-depth reviews. Available now wherever you get your podcasts.